Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is a bonus episode of the podcast coming your way. This week in the Lap Count newsletter, Kyle Merper spoke with Natasha Rogers. In 2012, as a junior at Texas A&M, Natasha followed up her NCAA 10K victory with a second-place finish at the U.S. Olympic Trials despite a mid-race fall. And although her time of 31.59 did not qualify her for the Games, running fans took immediate appreciation of her talent. A decade later... She finally qualified to represent the United States at a global track championships in the 10,000 meters in Eugene. And then last year, representing her current sponsor and club, Puma Elite, she did it again, this time doubling in the 5K and 10K at the world championships in Budapest. Rogers qualified for the U.S. Olympic marathon trials via the half marathon and holds a personal best of one hour, nine minutes and 36 seconds. It will be her debut at the 26.2 mile distance, so... Given Molly Seidel's success in her debut at the 2020 trials, Kyle wanted to hear about how Natasha's foray into the new distance was going. So here's his interview with Natasha Rogers. Hey, Natasha, it's Kyle. Hey, Kyle. How's everything going? Good. Just recovering from a long run. A Monday long um, run. Yeah, last big one. Um, it wasn't too hard compared to the rest of them, um, <laughs> but still takes it, it takes it out of me. Is this now taper point now that that is done? Yes. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Very relieving probably to know that the hard work is done and now you can enjoy yourself a little for two weeks. I am so relieved. Yeah. I'll be more relieved once I just like get there. But yeah, I'm I'm surprised that I like made it to this point. <laughs> <laughs> how <Marathon> is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you done the distance yet? Like, how? What's the furthest you've gone so far? Uh, so like before this build, my longest long run was probably 16 miles. <laughs> so no, like I've never done anything like this. Um, I. Yeah, this whole build was kind of discovering, like, what my body can handle. And, like, at first it was, like, oh, my God, like, this is for, like, psychotic masochist people. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, things finally, like, turned the corner in, like, the last three or four weeks. And, like, uh, I'm really starting to like it. Like, I almost, like, I really wish that a miracle will happen for me so that I can continue on this marathon journey. But, um, if it doesn't, you know, I'm ranked third in the 10 K and five K. So I'll at least be super fit going into those. I'm liking it. It's just, it took a while. I have so many questions. First off, you ran a very good couple of half marathons. If your longest run was 16 miles. Thank you. 
that's like an incredible <laughs> I mean between a warm up and cool down you're basically hitting an all time mileage high for a half so I guess is that where the seed was first planted that you wanted to do this I mean the first one you did was a couple of years ago at that point were you thinking about this um the marathon no it really wasn't until I signed with Pooh. well actually um, when I was with the Hansons, we did definitely discuss it, but it wasn't ever like, oh, we're going to like commit to that path yet just because there is still like promise on the track. Um, but like if I had stayed with the Hansons, I would have probably done like Chicago this past year. Um, but yeah, I think everyone just kind of wanted to like milk the track out of me <laughs> as much as possible. <laughs> and um, now that I'm in my 30s, because I'm an old lady now. Um, <laughs> it happens quickly, doesn't it? It caught us I, up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who had the idea first? Was it Alistair and Amy? Were they the ones who said, hey, you know, you could open up your marathon career at the trials? Um. Yeah, I think when I signed with them, it was like my my contract's very marathon focused. Um, Puma really wants marathoners um, because they made they switched their focus with the shoes. Um, they didn't used to have like solid long distance running shoes, and they really picked up their game in this area. Um, the new shoes are great, but. Uh, it goes back all the way to 2012 when I raced Amy in the 10K as a junior in college. And, like, I think just I've had that connection with them. Like, they've seen the talent in me. And, um, I mean, obviously, they're great at the marathon. They're the best with the marathon stuff. They've had, you know, Pat Taren and Rose. Like, they're pretty much have the Olympian title in the bag for this year. And, um, Sarah Vaughn running great at Chicago, like it's just performance after performance that like they know their stuff in this arena and they just like really believe in me that like this is my direction. And um, yeah, it's pretty easy to put like my full trust in them with this. So, and <laughs> I, yeah, I have, I had to let go of, the control factor because the majority of my career I was training alone in isolation and um, a lot of that like was in my control but um, I'm really glad that I did, did not approach the marathon with with me in charge because I did not I don't know what I'm doing with this stuff <laughs> well so all right this is such an interesting thing that you bring up because I was reading your athlete bio on the trials website and you kind of said that you went all in in 2023, which you've had a pretty good career for not being all in leading up to 2023. So from your perspective, what was the shift? Like what changed? And when you're saying all in, how different is your life now versus what you were doing previously, or at least your mental approach? Yeah. Um, well, like deciding to join this team took a lot of sacrifice. I moved out of my state. I moved away from family. I uh, had my cat adopted. <laughs> like I really had to like be like, okay, like if I'm doing all of this, like 
I, I just got sick of doing my career one foot in, one foot out. Like, I have to admit, in my 20s, I mean, I I lived it up. Like, I did it all. Like, I wanted to not have any regrets in my 20s. And um, I still don't regret that. Um, but, like, it just... It's like, why am I still doing this if I'm not going to be all in? And, like, it just gets embarrassing on the world stage. Like, um, very grateful to have made it to worlds and stuff. But, like, if I'm not all in, like, it's the performance is going to show. And, um, like, yeah, like, I definitely put it all out there this year. Um, and it just takes time. Like, it's experience at that world caliber but uh yeah and then when I started this marathon build it was like I had no choice but to seriously be all in because you can't get away with stuff like with this sort of training so not to go like complete I don't want to if you're not comfortable talking about it but I'm just kind of curious is the fact that maybe you were one foot in, one foot out for a long time, was that sort of a, a reaction to 2012 or some injuries in college? Yeah, yeah. I'm a very emotional runner. Um, and uh, I'm also, I just have a wild side, like, just to be honest. <laughs> but like now that I'm getting old, like it's, that's kind of dying out. Like I'm too tired. <laughs> the my age, uh, probably yeah. a factor as well. Yes. Um, but like, I think I'm just getting older now and it's like, this is my career. This is the path I chose. And, um, in your twenties, you don't really realize the weight of all of that. Um, and you still want to have fun and you still want to be like a regular person in, in ways. Um, but like enough has happened to the point where I, I would rather just really see what I can get out of this and like make more money and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so how has the buildup been? I mean, so 16 miles was your previous high. What have you gotten up to? How much mileage are you running? Has it been a smooth buildup? Nope. <laughs> uh, so I actually was supposed to go to Albuquerque um, with my team, with Fiona. Um, and Fiona is just... So, like, after Budapest, I kind of let myself go a little bit <laughs> just because I had a crazy year. I lived out of two suitcases for the majority of the time. I moved three times. When your life is just like nonstop like that, like it's only a matter of time before it's like you gotta slow it down. And so I kind of let myself go after Budapest, um, not having enough respect for the marathon distance. I knew I was gonna start my build, but I was like, eh, I'll be fine. I'll get fit. <laughs> um, meanwhile, uh, Fiona was training really hard over the summer because she didn't get to compete at USA's on the track and so we we didn't really line up and um she was a level ahead for sure and so like it just became clear to me Alistair and Amy um that like I kind of needed to separate and like be on my own trajectory and I'm just a different athlete I, like I catch up at the end like I start out very unfit and then like 
by the end, I start getting some serious traction, like close to championship time. Um, so like our trajectory trajectories were just different. And I don't know, like the universe just wanted me to do this in isolation a little bit. <laughs> um, I've had like some help with some of the guys on the team for long runs and stuff for sure here in North Carolina. Um, but it has not been smooth. I, I had a really hard adjustment to the distance. Um, but like, I will say that it's like really coming around. Um, and yeah, I mean, my odds are a lot lower than the favorites in the field and the race can play out a number of ways. So it's going to be a chess game out there. Is there a workout or something or a performance that you're kind of drawing on for confidence that leads you to believe, hey, on my best day, like I can finish in the top three here? Well, it's really hard with social media because <laughs> we got your Kira Dumato's, your Sarah Hall's, like they're posting their workouts and like they're insane. Um <laughs> And so, no, like I depend, this is goes for track too. Like my workouts in practice, like you would look at that and be like, oh, she won't make the team. But like, I do have a lot of confidence in my ability to pull something out of my ass and <laughs> <laughs> grind it out. And uh, my heart is really invested in I have really tried hard to surrender and commit to this. And so like, that's all I can really lean on and just to do the best I can, um, to compare workouts would be like my biggest mistake. I think in terms of the best advice that you have received, I'd imagine anything Amy says, I would like write down what what is something that someone has told you in terms of preparation for this or you know how the race is to unfold or the thing to focus on um Rory Rinkletter I saw him in Austin for the running event and um him and I just like had a good really good conversation I asked for tips and stuff and he told me like easy days are the most important you take your recovery days as seriously as you need to. And that was one of my bigger mistakes, the first half of the build, because I'm an exercise addict and I like to do a lot of cross training. I like to feel like I'm getting ahead and separately outside of practice. Um, that worked for me in college and I, it kind of stuck with me. Um, but, and then I was like doing this new strength stuff that I was taught, like, in the summer and all of that had to go because I just would show up to workouts defeated already. Like, like you have to be as fresh as possible for these serious long run workouts. Um, and so like my easy days are like me totally just like relaxing. I even like had to take some days off and like, I, would go slow. I would not run with the team and I would like, I would not do my strength training workouts. And like, I just, some things just really had to go. 
um, bad habits, I guess, that did not translate to the marathon distance. Yeah, I feel like there's no room for error anymore. Mm-mm. Well, Natasha, I uh, appreciate you taking the time to chat. I'm very excited. I, we're, what, 12 days now or so? It's it's here, basically. Um, you've been in I'm North scared. Carolina the whole time? Yeah, yeah. It's been, I love it here so much. Have you been? Yeah, the Tobacco Trail is like the nicest run possible. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just so charming and cute here. There's so many trees and... I, like I said, I lived out of two bags all year and like, I just needed some stability for this build. Like I just wanted to feel like I was at home. Do you like altitude? You haven't done it too often, have you? I like it for sure. But like, I just, it needs to be in moderation. Like I can't do like four camps a year and that's basically what almost happened. Like, um, it's, I also, like, I'm not the biggest, like, live in a house with several people a person. Like, I do like to feel like I have my own space. I'm in my almost mid-30s now. Um, but I, I will be ready for an altitude camp in the spring because we went to Mammoth last year, and that was super fun. And, like, it is nice to, like, plug in and, like, there's distractions at home that you don't have at altitude camps. Yeah, I feel like the most suffocating part of altitude camp is like you can't get down from the mountain and yeah. you're, like you're stuck and it gets boring quickly. Yeah, yeah, definitely does. There's a lot of like card games and like board games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is good for a week. Yeah. Cool. Well, when do you head to Orlando? Just a couple days before? No, I actually am leaving on Thursday. So oh, cool. We're gonna- acclimate and stuff do you want it hot i feel like that would be a real wild card move right like if it's 80 degrees yeah because like everyone was like freaking out about it and it's like the more people are freaking out the better this is going to be for me and you've run well in the heat plenty of times i kind of ran better (laughs) but yeah it's definitely not new to me yeah some people just like don't do well at all in the heat yeah so the more that that is a possibility, the better. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Well, yeah. cool. I'll see you down there. Very excited. Thank you so much for taking 20 minutes post-long run to chat. Yeah. Thank you for reaching out to me. Yeah, of course. I, you know, we're we're all making our predictions behind everyone's back right now. Um, every <laughs> athlete may not be aware, but everyone else is, you know, how so-and-so? Who's this? How's, you know, who's your three? Um, which is like the best part of the trials, right? Is like everyone's attention is focused on one event. And so yeah. there's a lot of And buzz. it's so much more fun in like the marathon. Like everyone gets way more hyped than it the is. track. Well, I've like, always... No one even cares about the 10K on the track. Well, this is my um, suggestion has been that they should do the 10K trials separately of the rest of the Olympic trials. Yes. In yes, the same way the marathon is. It's like, hey, you know, a month before... The 10K trials is its own event, and then that would also then make it easier for people to double, or it would also then make it a thing where it's like maybe the steeplechasers want to try a 10K a month before the trials. It would be interesting. But I I think the problem is like you're in Eugene and it's a circus. Before you even digest what just happened, the next race is on the track. It's all fun. But no, marathon special. Yeah. Yeah.
as and like even just like normal people narps like they would much rather like get hyped about a marathon than the 10k like that was the most disappointing thing in budapest was like they weren't even really like airing our race they were just like filming the jumpers the whole time yeah and like no one wasn't like no one cares about it (laughs) (laughs) it's it's um it's very good the last few laps, but it, yeah. But all the, the Budapest crowd was better than most for oh, the ten yeah, k. Yeah. But uh, the TV cameras maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I got my TV time when I took the lead. Yeah, so. that's <laughs> strategic. <laughs> good pictures. <laughs>